Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be back, isn't it? It's nice. It's always nice to be back here. Our last episode. I don't know why, because it's kind of a weird space, it's, but I like it. It's become like a happy space. It's the bunker. You know, it, it is. Uh, well, as our, our editor, producer, Alan from Pretty Easy Podcast calls it, the uh, the cellar. It is the We're cellar. down in the cellar. We have, that's, that's how he describes it. Theoretically, it's our own kind of private wine cellar, since whenever yeah, we're in the cellar, we're it. drinking wine. That's it. And we, we don't disclose the location because we don't want anyone to find out the availability. Right. And then jack up the prices on our extremely cool score on a really well-priced podcast studio. Oh, my studio. goodness. Uh, it was such a busy month. Crazy. B- busy past couple weeks. Yes. Um, so let's start with the wine events that we had. We did a lot of drinking during we business hours. We did a lot hours. of drinking during business <laughs> yes, hours and a little after, but it kind of all muddies together. What let's, is What really what defines with- business hours? But I don't, business hours are different for everybody, and now exactly. that the pandemic is over and people are still working for home, are there Ex- really any there, actual business there? hours? So, okay, should we start with um, San Inez? San Inez. So last week we took a trip up to uh, Santa Barbara and San Inez on some wine business, and were treated to an exceedingly opulent dinner at a wonderful restaurant called Grappolo mm-hmm. uh, by the owner. Yes. Took us for dinner and shout out to Danielle. Shout out to Danielle Danielle, Sarah. Danielle Sarah. Danielle Sarah at uh, Garoppolo. Not only did he serve a delicious meal for us, but he opened, if my memory serves me correctly, five ridiculous ridiculous bottles of wine mm-hmm. and there right? were only four of us yeah <laughs> i mean it, it, it was yeah there was a um it was memorable but at the same time i don't remember a damn thing right <laughs> it was uh, a very memorable <laughs> night I, you know, but thank you very much daniele yeah that was um, delicious it was Some, incredible yeah. and uh yeah anyone t- traveling through that beautiful part of the world needs to stop in you want to go to Grappolo it was it was really incredible and I'm no kidding he's got a wine list that is just stunning yeah something to really check out yeah and the second event was at the Henry and we hosted a uh, a wine dinner for the Henry's influencers they invited like these influencers and and fully food and wine society we were there on their behalf and we hosted supplied the wine and presented the wines right and that was a six course dinner at the Henry with six different wines paired with each course Mm -hmm. and uh chef did an amazing job presenting and his food was chef was really great i have to say chef was great as were the wines and i I like the ambiance and that's in west hollywood the henry so robertson everyone should check it out because really beautiful um people and then last (laughs) night we were at a napa all-stars tasting put on by our good friend ian blackburn yes um star uh, stars of napa stars of napa and that was a test and that was a test yeah and you got really mad at the sliders uh, the sliders do not eat sliders if you if if you want to keep your clothes clean the last two times i've eaten them there is grease that comes out of them it lands and on your clothes and it's everyone it's not just rich chesler it is <laughs> anyway, is that right. why they call them sliders? Because okay. Grisha slides right okay. out of the bun and ruins so your expensive you, stuff. You have a hard time with sliders. I do. I they can't. really are. They're just they slide. It, it, I probably shouldn't be eating them. Uh, so anyway, um, and a couple of shows we just want to mention quickly. So I have a show coming up: uh, Bottle Shot Comedy at Hollywood Improv, June fourth at seven p.m. Right. I'm also um, uh, I should have said before that I'm at Laugh Factory on June first at ten p.m. West Hollywood, and you have your 
show at Genghis Cohen. I've got Genghis Cohen coming up. I've got your Bottle Shock show June 4th. Then I've got my show Big Apple Comedy at Genghis Cohen coming up June 7th with an incredible lineup of comedians this, uh, this month. So let's let's start this episode. Another wine event, by Another the way. Another wine this event. This is a very exciting. But this is also personal because we have uh, some. I, well, not only are they icons within the wine and food world, but they're personal friends. Yes. Uh, today we are honored to have the owner slash vintners of Gentleman Farmer Wines, Jeff Durham and Joey Wallows. Yes. Thank you Thank for you. having us. This Hi. is this is very exciting. This I'm, is exciting. It, it really I'm is excited. exciting. And you brought wine. And I brought wine. We're packing and wine. We're, and what what are we drinking? So we are drinking a 2020 Napa Valley Chardonnay, Gentleman Farmer Chardonnay. It has a very cool history. Do you want to hear it? Of course. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's why we're here, right? So we're getting fruit oh, uh, just fresh. south of Yauntville, about three miles in the Oak Knoll District. Uh, it is called the Muir Hannah Vineyard. So the farmer, I started with three rows in 2012, and I'm up to about 18 rows. We're up to about 18 rows um, in 2023 uh, of the same rows year after year. So we uh, uh, work with the farmer. His name is Michael Hanna. Mm-hmm. He is the great great grandson of John Muir. Wow. The oh father goodness. of our national parks. How cool. Uh, That's so very he's about cool. 45, 46, I think. And his beard uh, extends down to here. And no one can see this, but this is a good two feet, maybe. <laughs> awesome. So if you cool. Google John Muir and you look at Michael Hanna, they look at the same. John Muir had two daughters, so hence the Hanna name. Right. But uh, so because John Muir was a conservationist, um, Michael Hanna is also a conservationist, environmentalist, um, sustainable, all the buttons. You can be sure there are birds and butterflies and flowers in that vineyard. That's awesome. We're excited to get this fruit. Um, Also, we're making this in a French approach. I Uh say approach rather than style because in Burgundy, it's cool continental climate. But in Uh Napa, we have Mediterranean sunshine. So we're going to get ripe fruit every year. Uh, But the approach is the same. So it's all barrel fermented, uh, 50% of which is new French oak and the other 50% is neutral. So Uh we get a little bit of spice, a little bit of cinnamon, clove, nutmeg. But we don't go so far uh, to... um, so uh, someone had said, we invite the chef with his spice rack, right? Yeah. But we don't invite the pastry chef. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the butterscotch and creme caramel, et cetera. Um, and we do block the malolactic fermentation. That was a question before we started this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we do block it. So there should not be any, any butter notes. But if right. you get something creamy, it would be uh, because we stir the dead leaves, uh, something called batonage. Batonage. Mm. Yeah, batonage. Yes. Cool. I would just say we stirred the leaves, but okay. Stir well, the leaves. Well, it actually is the dead <laughs> leaves. Yeah, it's, you know, the dead yeast. It's dead yeast. It is the They've dead done yeast. their job. Ew, but We're it tastes real delish. No, it's... I uh, mean, champagne sits on dead leaves for five years, seven years, depending on... Yeah, depending on what you want to make. It's and, just yeah. part of the process. And thank goodness people were around to figure out and have the patience to perfect. Mm-hmm. This throughout is because it's never been better. I mean, Thank this you. is, you were always phenomenal. I've been with you on this journey. So just a quick recap of our relationship, but oh, wow. you two are married and I, I was your, I married you. She was our officiant. Because if I just say I married you, that comes out really kinky. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> I was, Not that I there's was anything your, wrong with kids. I, I was, I was, I was your, I was your wedding, wedding officiant <laughs> and uh, we've been really close for goodness you were one of my very first friends 
in the wine world, but we you, you kind of weren't in the wine world when we met. I mean, you were passionate about wine. Um, you were, you the very first day we met through a mutual friend, Ian Blackburn, and uh, we had to stop at your place. We were on our way to a, a wine getaway, a, a trip to a winery, and we stopped at your place to get an overnight bag, and you were aging Zinfandel out of, of I think, a a French barrel yeah. out of your loft. <laughs> yeah, Jeff and I, Jeff and I, the and year we met, it was 1999, and so that's the year you went to the loft. Yep. It was a loft. Uh, Jeff and I started making wine in a friend's garage in St. Helena, and we brought it to San Francisco. And just so we're clear, that Zinfandel is still aging. <laughs> it, was, it was a stuck fermentation, and that barrel ended up in the garage of my apartment. I was renting at the time, so when I moved out, I notified the landlord that, please keep the deposit. There is a barrel of wine in the garage for you with stuck fermentation. So oh, that was good. Wow, wow but man. we've come a long way since then. You got to start somewhere. That's that, but but he—that's all the reason to not have him keep the deposit. And I don't. I mean, you're giving him like regardless. He doesn't know what stuck fermentation He's got is. Three hundred <laughs> bottles of wine now. <laughs> exactly. Very good. I should have had you at that yeah. time. Um, well, that's just a really cool story. And how how did you two meet? I mean, I know, but tell you Jeff. know just kind of the beginning of of you two. Well, if I might uh, take a step back from there one moment. Uh, Joe and I are both in, were both and are still in the hospitality business. Mm -hmm. And we went to college for hospitality at Cal Poly Pomona. Uh, we were both within six months of each other. Joe, Joe, we will remind you I'm six months older than he at all times. <laughs> um, but we never met on campus. I lived on campus. He lived in L.A. Uh, we were both on a different trajectory trajectory so we never right. met at school but we were in the same major as well so uh fast forward to april 10th 1999 it was a gorgeous sunday afternoon in san francisco if i recall it was about 75 degrees so what do the gays do when it is gorgeous on a sunday we put on muscle shirts and go outside almost muscle shirts i'll give you but we go inside to a dark bar to drink oh. so it's very good oh, nice so i walked into the bar and there was this very tall handsome gentleman at the back of the bar and it turns out the friend i walked in with knew him um from his other uh college experience at san luis obispo mm -hmm. and i turned around to get my one beer for the evening and by the time i turned back around a gaggle of about seven other gays had walked in who all went to college with my best friend at the time and so we all came together as a group and 23, 22 and a half years later, years, the rest is history. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is unbelievable and you guys that, you, that you were going to get your one beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone else, uh, someone else might have uh, gone through a few bottles of Jack that night. <laughs> hey, it was a long day. We met at two o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, we watched, it was Sunday, so we watched The Simpsons at the Midnight Sun uh, nice. at 8 o'clock, I think. And then he took me next door to Hot and Hunky, which is no longer there, for Onion Rings. Hot and the and rest is history. For so Onion Rings. Yep. Which were a prominent uh, appetizer at our wedding, as you oh, know. Yes, I so remember. I remember. Mm -hmm. And now you guys work beautiful. together. Mm -hmm. You have the new place you're developing, downtown Napa. Two new places. Thank you. Right, which is a hospitality sort of suite that you're putting so together. The, it's not a tasting room. It's not Correct. a tasting room. So we uh, have a we bought a 1926 California Craftsman bungalow, 
and we are eight months into construction. Uh, it's just on the edge of downtown Napa, so it feels pretty residential. Uh, we busted out all the walls, and we're dropping a kitchen in the middle, nice. and we're calling it our Studio for Gustatory Wellbeing. Well, that's a great name because I my gustatory well-being must always be maintained. We love that. <laughs> and we will take care of that. I think everyone Joey is notorious for his cooking. So yes. that's going to be 49% of the focus with the other 51% being on the wine. That's so, uh, yeah, so I prefer to do lunches rather than uh, tastings. Mm -hmm. So have people over for lunch. A lot of people come to the Valley and have wine as a cocktail, which it just means that they're coming to say, or they'll go out in their hotel balcony and say, let's have a glass of wine and watch the sunset, which is super legit. But I like to think of wine more as a condiment, how it's going to pair at your table and what you're going to serve it with and how you're going to have it at home. So you're probably going to have it with some food. You're probably going to have it with a meal. And so that's why I like to do a lunch and host people for lunch. And it also gives us two and a half hours to get to know a group. And you're That's an nice. incredible host, and I can attest. Thank it's you. And then Jeff just uh, has a project that, uh, next door. So we are in the hospitality business. We owned a hotel up in Humboldt County for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. That has since closed escrow in April. So Congrats. next door, thank you, to yeah, thank the you. bungalow. Yeah. We bought an 1888 uh, Victorian right? and uh, currently zoned as commercial space. And over the next two years, I'll be learning a thing or two with the city of Napa Planning Department, and we will convert that to the Gentleman Farmer Guest House. Oh, that's fantastic. And they're right next door to each other. And you, that, yeah, I know this neighborhood. In fact, I know the street you guys mm -hmm. are on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some beautiful Victorian mm -hmm. houses on that street, you know? And it's just what that area with all the beautiful hedges and the, mm -hmm. the greenery is lovely. Mm -hmm. You guys, yeah. I mean, what a score to be able to do Thank that you. right we, uh, there on that street. We actually did uh, some research with the uh, Napa Valley Historical Society as well. Turns out it's one of the oldest homes in Napa. Really? And right. given... We like a story, we like history, we like the past and how it brings us to the future. So, and that'll definitely be reflected in the bungalow and that's definitely gonna be reflected in the guest house, especially based on its uh, that it has such a fine history in Napa. So we're really excited to change it up a little bit as well as respect the past. That's really well said. And, you know, I, I cannot wait to watch the evolution of these two projects because they do just you, everything you two do, you, you do it with the utmost uh, level of excellence. Thank you. I mean, it's just you, it, it's just everything is you, you really pay attention to the details and the details are what make that's what makes the difference to everything. Absolutely. You know, that's, it's the little stuff. It's, it's those little details that, that really put projects on the map. No, I just, I was going to say every, um, going through the design of our home first and now going through the design of the bungalow, everything that is being addressed or touched has a story. It has to have some sort of story in my head mm -hmm. before it's allowed in. Um, and so we have a lot of, personal family things from both sides um, that didn't make the cut for the house because the house is small, so we can't just put everything up on the walls, right. um, that are going into the bungalow. 
Exactly. I was just going to touch on that. And, you know, everything we do is based on hospitality and it comes back to what you had just mentioned and service and attention to the guest, that attention to detail that you mentioned mm-hmm. it, um, also flows over into the attention of the people that we have. It's um, we want to share this experience and we want them to enjoy it at the same time. And now more so than ever, that's really prominent to right. a lot of people. And I don't think a lot of people realize what's been missing since the last four years of yes the happened. service it's, industry is really oh, taking a deplorable. dime it has it's going to the wayside it is yeah. and it's it at is. the point where even if uh even if someone remembers your name or greets you it's, by your first name mm-hmm. in a restaurant that is such a rarity it's a big today. deal it goes a long way mm-hmm. especially I, with me like mm-hmm. yeah i it can't does. believe it when someone welcome back sir miss halstead right. or what you know it's that's a really just those little details it never happens it's uh, i you know I can count on one hand when it's happened within the past five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll you know, be these... sure that it's going to happen there. <laughs> well, I, uh, I want to be welcomed with, hello, Ms. Hall. So the, the <laughs> idea that is we, we've been practicing for three years and we've been hosting a ton of lunches and I'm working on a cookbook of sorts. So it gives me an opportunity to cook recipes and not just toss them out because there's only two of us. So we can't eat everything, like the five things I cook each day. Right. Um, but uh, So when we have our studio chef. for gustatory well-being, the bungalow, um, we'll also have salon soirees. Oh. And so uh, the accordion was my COVID project. Yes, and you're very good. I'm getting I, better. I loved watching that, again, mm. evolve. You mm. know, you so sent me a text. Can we, and can we take the accordion video? and leave it at the bungalow? No, I wish you could more. You know what? You <laughs> could have performed for us. I didn't even think of it. I should have brought the accordion. Oh, With the clarinet, that so would have been good. great. You all mm-hmm. have to check out Joey Wallow's accordion. I'm sure you, I know you have clips on your Instagram I do have some clips on yes. Instagram, and way back, like it's a uh, parade is always October, so we play in the parade. But uh, it was okay. So, so really quick story: there is um, a lady in her seventies who lives in the south part of town, and she uh, is from Green Bay Packer Town. What's that? That would be Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay. Yeah, it would say. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is, you, you guys can't see this, but it's over my head right now. Cute. I'm not a sports guy. But, me too. <laughs> you and I both. So Joey. no, no, no. So she's from there, and she's um, as white as you can get. But she went to Trinidad, the island, and um, learned to make steel drums, mm-hmm. and has built over sixty steel drums and plays steel drum. Her uh, band, her one woman band, is called Steel Jam. And so she and I had a little bit too much wine one night. And we're sitting at the kitchen counter, and I said, hey, I play accordion, you play steel drum, let's form a band. And so we formed a band, it's called Fat Ankle, P-H-A-T, nice. Ankle. And yes. um, if you got anyone listening is going to the website, it's probably out of date, because our, our gigs are a little bit shriveled up right now. But we oh, played. but we've gotten very <laughs> deep in the gigs. Your gigs are shriveled up? Yeah. We, we, played, yeah. we played my dad's. I need my, to help you. So okay. we, we Socials, actually got, we have we'll get a, it going again. We have a saxophone now with us. We have Jeff on clarinet, and we have some guest vocalists and guest bongo players. But we played my dad's um, Memory Care Assisted Living. So okay. a very forgiving Perfect. audience. Yeah. Right? Perfect. Uh, we played- Forgetting um, audience. They think Jeff's like Benny Goodman. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. I don't want to say they're forgiving, but you know. <laughs> Whatever no, it dad's, takes. Dad's still I didn't mentally know Benny there. Goodman's He's good. He's good. 
<laughs> so, and then we played yeah. the uh, the mobile home park in the south part of town, their uh, clubhouse Halloween party. We played garage sales. We played uh, a lot of gigs. That's I can't wait to sit in with you guys on the drums. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. We, we can use wait. it. It's fun. It's fun. So um, we'll, we'll have this salon. So back to the story. Salon soirees at the, the bungalow, maybe once a month, twice a month, uh, still working on it. But where people can come in and sing, play music, do magic. Um, by the way, I have a magic lesson tomorrow at Ooh. the Magic Castle. And he's also a magician. <laughs> it just goes on and on. All of all of their talents. So, uh, yeah. And yeah. The, obviously, we're going to cook and have some wine, too. Right, Jeff? It, oh. I'll sell wine. Thank you. <laughs> That'll get me there. <laughs> okay. So, let's go back for a minute. Oh, what were I was you just going to say, can I just talk about this wine for a second? Uh, I, it's really good. All right. So, I'm not, Please. you know, I'm not blowing smoke. I am, you know, I we had wine together the other night. I have a rather discerning palate and I've yes. really only used rather this discerning. phrase about uh, a Chardonnay one time in my life and that was for a 1997 J. Rocioli that I drank at this huge wine dinner this particular night. This wine drinks like liquid sunshine. Nice. nice. It is stunningly beautiful and it's got great acid in it and uh, it, it's just Really, really beautiful mouthfeel. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. You should be very proud of this wine. Oh yeah, Thank I'm you. proud yeah. to drink it. I'm proud to know you. And right? you bring and you 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 talk a good point about what Chardonnay is as a grape. So too. Chardonnay is um, a blank canvas, um, mm -hmm. not in a slutty way, but in a nice way, like popular way. It's the girl that got along with everybody in high school. Okay, hey, I like slutty Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I love them slutty grapes. Well, then what Sauvignon Blanc? Oh, that's a whore. <laughs> Sonia Blanc's a little whore that gave birth to Cabernet. That's a whole other story. So it's a, a girl who got along with everybody in mm -hmm. high school. Um, uh, it is the winemaker's intervention that makes a difference. So it's not about primary aroma. It's really about uh, working with those secondary aromas. Uh, is it going to go into oak? Is it going to stay in steel? Is it going right. to go through malolactic? Is it going to, like, how much goes through this? So the Char Chardonnay is pretty much this canvas that the winemaker can play with. You know, a Chardonnay really, I can resonate with it because Chardonnay just has been through hell. Hell and back. No, it can be bland on its own. So mm -hmm. you have to add a little bit here, a little bit, you know, just you got to do a little highlights. Mm -hmm. You got to do, you know, sometimes occasional, you know, injection here. Um <laughs> And, and facials all the time. But no, no, honestly, I uh, I love Chardonnay. And there are some people that kind of poo-poo Chardonnay of and think, you know, oh, I don't like American Chardonnay of or course. California Chardonnay. But Given I our tell history. You, it, and, right. But it really is some of the, it's really some of the best wine mm -hmm. ever produced. Well-made Chardonnay and, is just uplifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really, it, mm -hmm. you and, feel it feed you. It and makes there you is happy. a place, yeah. and there is a place for certain styles that have become very popular in Napa Valley. There's a certain place for that. Um, we're obviously making wine for what we enjoy to drink and what we want to share with people. That so is, that's it. I hear a lot of winemakers say that. You know, I want to make a wine that you know I don't just want to sell, but I want to enjoy mm -hmm. drinking mm -hmm. it myself, which. Yep is a really big deal, you yeah, know, definitely. Well, I, then I, you can get behind it. And mm -hmm. it's like any passion. You don't want to get, go into it with the objective of making money. You want to, you want to pursue it because it's your passion. And if you're really passionate about it, usually, usually the success will follow. Mm -hmm. And I have yeah. watched you two build an empire 
and it's just so Empire. impressive to watch. <laughs> yes, you really have, and I, you probably don't realize it because you're in it, you know. But from an outsider, like look, I mean, I I'm just so impressed and inspired. I've always been very inspired with your work ethic and your thirst of for curiosity. And um, I, you had me over for dinner about a decade ago. We go way, way back. <laughs> and it was about a decade ago, and I was on a business trip, going, you know, passing through in the wine industry. And you had me for dinner, um, and you introduced me to Four Hour Work Week. Oh, you did. You were reading Four Hour Work Week. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that was a really long yeah, time ago. I still ago. don't and have that Four Hour Work Week. Uh, <laughs> My work but, week but is like you know, forty you're hours. Like, yes, right? I have an assistant, and they're doing this and that, and, and just everything. You you just had all of these projects going on. He and, still does. You know, and it's just so. That's and, great. And as do you, though. And now Jeff, he has. I mean, and now he has three assistants. He has two lovely assistants and one fucking full time assistant. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that, that, but that's you know, it's it's creative and it's uh, it's it's thinking outside the box. And you're playing clarinet, Jeff. I I'm mean, enjoying amazing. It. I've never played I a clarinet. So for my birthday last year, um, Joey bought me a clarinet, and I've never played an instrument in my life, and I'm absolutely loving it. So and actually cool. to the point of he had to tell me not to take it on this trip um, really? because I had it packed, ready to go. I said, I got to practice every day. Right. He said, no. Not in the hotel in the room. Hotel room. <laughs> he said, not in the hotel room. And actually, he was the uh, – the fucking assistant he was referring to, I think, was uh, for me, the full time. It is. It's me. Yeah. It's me. I'm your, okay, that, I'm okay, your assistant. But woodwind instruments, are, that's the thing with them, because I played the saxophone when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I quit is when I moved out, you know, and did apartment living in New York City, I was... I, I was terrible. Yeah. I was terrible on the saxophone. And it's so loud when you practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know. My neighbors love it. It's I know. <laughs> well, you it's have a saving fun. grace also, and that is the fact that you're a classically trained pianist. So you can play piano in your They don't mind when I play the piano. Well, yes. quite they only mind when I sing. When you play um, saxophone, though, uh, in jazz, if you make a mistake, just make it twice so it sounds like you wanted to do right, that. Exactly. Right, exactly. I, I repetitively, 50 like times in a row. But no, I get it, though, Jeff. It is, it's... A, it's definitely. I'm enjoying it. I can tell you are, and I can't it. wait to hear you. And I it's love that. Together. I love so. So my point is, like, you just, you know, if you're if you're curious, you know, you you do you're doing new things all the time, and you're constantly learning, and you're growing, and there's you're not stagnant in any way whatsoever, right? I think that just keeps it. It just makes it interesting. Um, even on this trip to LA, with uh, we came down to do some. Uh, media meetings for the winery but then we could go get to see our friend at the improv and get um get comedy experience who's our friend at the improv i don't know who was that Joey? <laughs> who was that Thank you. Weird. we enjoyed very much enjoyed watching the two of you on stage but that's a new it, thing we're doing by yeah, the way it was good dual comedy you know it's like burns and allen you yeah. know we yeah just yeah it's great doing it. We're, it's it was a great. little raw we we need to kind of buff it out but but that's why you there. do it right yeah, and exactly. that's why you and you buff it out so it's great so we get to see comedy and then we went and met a uh um Today. Influencer, influencer. But she okay. was. But she's a body positive influencer. Oh, cool. So I had an amazing lunch with her and learned a lot about. So we can give a shout out from. to her. Her name is Beth Hitchcock. Thank you. And okay. she is a body positive influencer. Yeah, I donated. Uh, we donated uh, rose to um, a diversity summit that she had here at Highmount. Highmount. H e i m. -A -T. Oh, that's a wonderful club. Yeah, yeah we just had lunch there. Um, we've, we've we performed there. there. We yeah. both performed. Yeah, yeah they're really nice people. 
she's super sweet. Yeah. So um, we get to oh, get cool. out and just do these different things and then just can take in from them and still grow from them. You know, Joey writes all of his content for all the newsletters. Let's talk and about for the, news. the magazine yeah. we put together. Let's talk about that, if so we may. And, and yeah, I write a monthly newsletter. I write mm-hmm. all my own content. Um, it comes out once a month. So that's why we call it a monthly newsletter. <laughs> so the does it have a name? It, yes, it's called Field Notes. Yes, and, and so, so the June newsletter, being it's May twenty sixth. Excuse no, me. The May, the May newsletter will be coming out on Monday, being it's the May thirty May, May twenty ninth. Why not? Hey, yeah, as long as you get it's it still, in May, it's mm-hmm. the May newsletter. You know. That's so I, I uh, tell people what's going on with us, with the winery, and then there's an interview with a tastemaker you should know. Oh, yeah. And then there's always a recipe or two. And my tastemakers have been burlesque performers, drag queens, Mm -hmm. um, writers, restaurant owners. um, Let's see, tea people and maybe a comedian actor. Okay. And that would be Sarah J. Halstead from March 2022. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. And (laughs) And the general manager of the... Currently, the, yeah. general manager of the I, Detroit, Detroit Tigers, Tigers was Detroit interviewed Tigers, well. that's, AJ, my, AJ. that's my home so state. Good. I want to be interviewed by you. So. Yeah. yeah, you're on my list. You're on you my might list. be on the oh. list. But you're the on a short fun, list. But the fun thing about that newsletter is that we now have an opportunity to um, to share those interviews with people through the bungalow. So for those salon settings... We also see it as an opportunity to bring up Sarah Halstead to Napa Valley and share her with our wine club members and people that we know. We want to do the same thing with some of the... uh, Joey just interviewed a chocolatier for this current uh, newsletter. Uh, Great guy from Yontville. So Mm. what can share his experience with people? And that's how we want to integrate it into the bungalow as well. It's fantastic. As we're going into June, Pride, I forgot to mention, uh, Um, my October interview was with a drag queen icon from San Francisco, Juanita Moore. Oh, how cool. Yeah, it was was pretty cool. It It was a pretty cool interview. I love it. Um, We actually had um, a a photographer, a famous photographer on our show, Magnus Hastings, and he Mm -hmm. photographs the drag queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was like a remarkable guest. He was a great guest and he's funny as shit. Yeah. And (laughs) he, uh, he has made a career out of being like the top drag photographer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he has shot everybody and it just we all happened. find our niche right yeah, we all yeah that's it niche. it just happened <laughs> through happenstance and he shot uh trixie mattel, um, mattel, mattel. Yeah. Uh, on the cover of la magazine nice. this month yes, we're nice. really yeah yeah she's uh so she's on the billboard right in front of our hotel for trixie mattel <laughs> oh that's for the max amazing speaking of finding your niches how did you guys decide you know other than loving wine how did you decide we want to get into the business and make wine. Where did that so come from? We went to Cal Poly Pomona, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a polytechnic university in California. That's why it's Cal Poly. Right. And uh, every major has a lab at a polytechnic university. So the lab requirement for um, us was uh, nine months of cooking program. Uh, so I call that cooking school. So I went to cooking school, and at the same time, I uh, got my first job at Tally Vineyards in Arroyo Grande. 
So I t- tell people that I got into the cellar through the back door of the kitchen. Oh, fun. And I've kept them in lockstep ever since. And uh, in the 90s, I took a lot of classes at Davis that were way over my head, but I just kept signing up for uh, the extension program for uh, viticulture and enology. And then I met Jeff in 99. He has roots in Napa. My parents had vineyards growing up. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind um, of in your blood. Yeah, my dad uh, bought a property and uh, him and my grandfather planted it from the ground up. So I was always there after school and on the weekends and fucking hated it. Um, <laughs> now looking back, of course, I miss it. Uh, so so I got that experience on that side. And then I left for college. My parents sold the vineyards. And then um, we come back, and I'm still in the restaurant business. I mainly focused on restaurants. Joey was more in the hotel side of it when we came out of college. So I was still in that food and wine um, industry, um, uh, really uh, deep into it after college. And it was just just an opportunity for next progression. I always joke that it's in the disclosures when you buy a home in Yauntville, at least, you have to have a wine project. I, uh, I, when I was in Italy a couple of years ago, I noticed, and I, I was there with a friend of mine who is from Italy and speaks the language fluently. And so when you go with someone like that, and he had to take care of two weeks of personal business, so we weren't really tourists, you know? We were, and everywhere we went, every single person in Italy has vines growing on yeah, their property. They all make, and they all want to give you their wine. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it's the most incredible thing. So I was saying it's the law. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you can't so, live in Italy yeah, unless you make wine. To, They'll throw yeah, you in jail. Exactly. Or stone you. And it's still an extension of hospitality. Yeah, it is. It's still sharing wine with mm-hmm. people. I mean, the ultimate hospitality. So, no, I was going to say, we host these lunches, and uh, there's some weeks where every single day is a lunch for six, eight, ten, eight, six, four, How whatever. fun. It is fun, but How my friend fun. who is a chef instructor. Well, sure, you're not cleaning the fucking guest bathroom. Exactly, it's, it's a lot of <laughs> work. I, I cook in our house, and, and I do all the cleaning. All right, so. very and good. You don't I understand. do all the cleaning. In the kitchen, okay, I do. Mister. In the kitchen, I do. <laughs> I just want to compliment the guest bathroom, though. Thank you. It's very clean. <laughs> oh, you got to see the new guest bathroom. There's a lot of stuff going on in there, there now. It's stunning. Uh, it's it's, it's we have a bookshelf. Decorated. We have but, a bookshelf in our uh, guest bathroom yes. as well, oh, with yeah. all of our favorite books. Nice. So it's definitely a talking. Well, point. we in my family we always call the guest bathroom the library. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's nice that you have the Dewey Decimal it, System yeah. going on <laughs> in a room that gets a little Dewey, if I may. A bookshelf of twenty editions of Four Hour Work. Week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I move beyond. I, I, I've never mastered that four hours. I, you it's, know, it's still nor, nor did I, but I think it's good to you know constantly aspire to be one that, day. That's know, called retirement. But, I think. But, but no, right. you have done so much, though. You have done so. You have accomplished so much, and I want to go back to you know that barrel of Zinfandel and look where you are now. I, I mean, so. How, yeah. so let's talk about how gen- gentleman farmer came to be. Yeah. Well, that, that was my initial question. Right. Was, let's, let's continue that. So, yeah. you, you, so, um, when, so we graduated college with a degree in hotel restaurant management and I, God, so cool. Jeff went straight to work into hospitality with, uh, four seasons in San mm-hmm. Francisco. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I actually uh, went to work uh, at the Bellage here in uh, really? Los Angeles, which is now the London That's Hotel. It's now the London Hotel, I was right. in the brasserie as a host. I wore a little sports coat and s- sat Cutie. people down. That guy yes. that wrote that Basic Instinct movie, he was writing mm-hmm. um, that um, Elizabeth Berkeley movie. 
every day. Showgirls. Joe Showgirls, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, right? Was that Joe oh Esterhouse? Yes. Yeah. Joe Esterhouse. Yeah. Yes, and it's funny when you say that. I'm so you how could Showgirls not have taken more than less than just one day to write? But go on. <laughs> so he lived in the story. hotel, I think, yeah. at the time. That movie was Genius. so bad you think you wrote it in fifteen minutes. It's a gay it's a gay classic. Is it? Showgirls? Yes. Is Elizabeth Berkeley at share status in the gay <laughs> community? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. no, 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 no just just the for the it's the movie, it's not the end. The movie, gotcha. So I was there at the Bellage and um I was working uh, 16 hour days, weekends and evenings, holidays. We always worked holidays, right? right. And didn't have any time that was coinciding. Um, so I, I got hooked up with the wrong crowd, basically, at that time. <laughs> didn't we all, if you live in LA for any period of time, you're bound to hook up with the wrong so crowd. So I hooked up with the wrong point. crowd. They were all CPAs and accountants, and they had nine to five jobs and weekends and evenings free. And so I moved into hotel sales, which is the closest thing to um, nine to five in the hotel world. And uh, I slowly kept moving away, drifting away uh, from what I love to do, which is I always want to be a chef actually at that time. Um, you were got it with the rough uh, crowd. I know, rough crowd, CPAs, <laughs> CPAs and accountants. Yeah, they're, they're a bunch of ruffians, those guys. No good nicks. And I moved so far away from it that by 2003, and Jeff and I had been together for five years that four years at the time. I was a math major, by the way. Uh, four years at that time, uh, I just said, Jeff, I just want to get back into what I want to do. And I'm too old now to run a restaurant or own a restaurant or even work in a There's restaurant. There's no fucking way we're opening a restaurant. A <laughs> so <laughs> wine was that other thing. And so uh, we started with um, that barrel in 1999. And then um, we met somebody who had some wine, a project that he was working on that he needed some assistance with. And so we partnered for a while. And that's how it started. And that was Gentleman Farmer, and that was... So the name has gone through some changes, but right? yes, it's uh, the the, it's grown the tax this. ID number is the same. It's such a great name. <laughs> it now, is such a great name. I, I love I, it. And yeah, it's so, really. it really suits you. Now, I love to cook. Sarah will tell you I do most of the cooking in the house. Okay. And I've taken a few classes, but I watch a ton of cooking shows, and I've always had a passion for it ever since I was a little kid. You know, I mean, I pound out chicken, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. I deglaze pans, and like, mm -hmm. I really love to cook. Mm -hmm. And... And for me, as a wine collector and a lover of wine, the next, what I think natural progression would be to make a wine. Yeah. And I'm really looking at it, and I've spoken to some uh, winemakers about it over the past six months, and I have an idea of what I want to do. And you're doing it. And is it, am I, am I a lunatic for thinking that I, I want to do if, this? If we took all the money we have thrown at this winery and it, we have all our fingers and all our toes. We haven't like lost. I do not have I, my I watch that. that you sold in 2008 to buy grapes. <laughs> but okay. So yeah, no, that's a true story. Was it, it a Mickey Mouse or a Rolex? Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a Rolex. <laughs> so it, in two, it went up in value. So I was able to contribute my grapes a lot more than his watch. So in so. 2010, we uh, didn't have the money to pay for our grape, uh, purchases for, right. from 2009 vintage and so i ran to san francisco and i sold my watch and then i called jeff right away and i said i need your watch <laughs> he didn't have enough he didn't get, didn't get enough, enough for money. it so well we because a tonnage of napa grapes are like I, seven you, eight you, ten you, twelve no, you want to hear something crazy depending where so they come from in 2005 yeah. six seven like eight and then recession that went down we were paying napa we pay something called napa valley average so the contract will read I contract to pay Napa Valley average right. or Napa Valley average plus 10%, plus 15%, whatever it is. I was paying 3,500 ton Napa Valley average plus. 
That's crazy. We're now paying like 10,000, 12,000 right. a ton. The, the average now. And that's though, not even the, like Beckstoffer grapes. No, no. It's oh, not. And average. But average right. average is um, probably 7,500, maybe 8,000. But the average is pulled down because people have these long-term agreements in place. And so I'm like this little guy. We are this these little guys out here making 2,000 cases of wine. Right. And so it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of people that come into the wine industry from another industry. So they made money in high tech or in mm -hmm. medical devices right. or whatever. And they come in and they buy a vineyard and they hire the, the, um, the best winemaker they can and best viticulture, um, vineyard, manager, vineyard manager right. they can. And so I'm, we're competing with that. But we bootstrapped this thing. Like I said, we sold watches. To but you're <laughs> also going direct to consumer with your wines. You're not distributing. You, you know, you know. We, we were distributing pre-pandemic, uh, selling mainly to restaurants in California because mm -hmm. it was the easiest. And we don't have a lot of wine. But when pandemic hit, we felt guilty calling on any restaurants because they don't need to hear from right. me right now. They got enough on their plate, on their plate, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for the laugh. Um, they have enough on their plate. So we switched gears Literally. and really like uh, updated website um, and um, uh, focused on uh, consumers. And so we're actually permitted in over 30 states with direct shipper permits. Oh, that's fantastic. So we have wine club members everywhere in the that's U.S. That's great. Yeah. See, that's my, what I thought of doing. You know, I my, my thought is, you know, and again, this is where I get confused because I don't know, do I want to buy grapes and crush and go through the whole process or do I want to buy, you know, juice overages <laughs> and bottle and create a blend under my own? You, you got to get your feet wet. I, I want to get my feet wet. <laughs> I am ready to do this. I really am. So you can know? I ask you a question? Yes. You want to try some uh, red wine? Yeah. I was just Thank about you. to say <laughs> that I'm, and I... I see a bunch of empty and, glasses. And what, about, what about the Rolex? <laughs> no, I, 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 you guys, by the way, I we just want to you to We have to go back to the Rolex. So for our listeners, they know that Sarah and I are also together. And, you know, we we came out actually as a couple on this show. I yeah, love you coming did. out. We, we totally we did. Out. We, we, no, we were closeted for the first... <laughs> probably five months of our relationship because the we understand completely. is very small, you know? Yeah. So we came out together on this show and I'm not going to kid you. I swear. And I know I said this the other night when we were at dinner, but for the past year plus you, that Jeff. Sarah and I have been, you know, hanging out together, your name is in our everyday lexicon. Seriously. She but it's not just, it's not just, Aren't my name? It's like Jeff it's, and Joey. It's always Jeff name. and Joey. It's always Jeff and Joey. It's always Jeff and Joey. <laughs> and um, it's one I, name. I, I, and I, I just, I just keep hearing about how amazing you guys are, and how wonderful, and how much fun she always has with you well, guys. We had, so we had a lot what of a joy it was together. for me to finally, and we follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, we do. But we never had a chance to meet, and we got to meet Tuesday night uh, at the Improv. They could say I R L. Right. In real life. Yep, we met IRL. We did meet IRL. <laughs> and uh, I, the, one of the things for me that had been like that anticipatory aspect of meeting you was because of my craziness with wine, I kept hearing about Gentleman Farmer Wine, Gentleman Farmer Wine, Gentleman Farmer Wine. And we have a few bottles, but we she will not allow them to be opened. Good. They're too sentimental. Because they're very yeah. sentimental to her. So I cannot tell you what a joy it is <laughs> for him to finally drink for Gentleman me Farmer. to be able to not only drink <laughs> Gentleman Farmer, but to be able to sit here with you guys 
and be drinking it. Like, I know it sounds sappy as shit, but the truth is, because I'm such a fucking crazy lunatic wine person, this is an absolute honor for me. So I'm Jeff, fucking thank sappy, you. So Jeff, yeah. do you want to tell them the story why we say open the good stuff for no reason is the I reason? I know. Yes. Okay, here, it, it's because it's old label. And so I just want to, I need, I need to just get so stocked up on new labels. So we, so we say open the good stuff for yes. no reason is the reason. And, and we put, put that on our tape that goes around our boxes and on some collateral material. Oh. So Jeff has a twin brother, Jerry. We love Jerry. And I, I, I met your brother. Actually. Oh yeah, he, he came, to a, he he came to a show. He came to a show. Came to a show. He brought us. So you know what he looks like, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he looks He's exactly my, like Jeff. He does. Right. We're identical except for his wife. Right. So go on. <laughs> so uh, th their father, Big Jerry, um, always wanted this because they lived in Napa and he had vineyards, and so they had all these nice bottles of wine. And every time they went out to dinner. Big Jerry would say, let's bring this nice bottle of wine. And little Jerry and Jeff would say, no, let's save it for a special occasion. Well, Big Jerry has passed away, so he never got to drink the wine. And his mm. wine's still there. And the wine's still oh. there. So we're starting to open things oh. for no reason. But the other part of that is if you have a special event like a birthday, don't bring the special bottle. Because that Excuse me, don't bring that high-end bottle that you yeah. deem special. That you, yes. Yes. Right, exactly. That you deem special. Because that's, right. that, that becomes the occasion. Special. The occasion is the birthday. Celebrate mm -hmm. the birthday. Yes. For no reason, bring the special bottle, and you could celebrate that bottle. You know, I agree with you. I have a cellar with, uh, what do we, where are we? Uh, 850, You're, maybe I, 900 yeah. bottles. You gotta drink that stuff. And, it's it's uh, meant to be drunk, you know. It's meant to be drunk. drunk. And and some of those Chardonnays are getting a little tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, I've got some beautiful wine and Every time she says, this is not going to be, and I yeah. pull the cork on it, and lo and behold, you know, yeah. angels sing when the bottle when the bottle <laughs> Blue opens. Bluebirds are in his mind. But I'm, <laughs> yes. I am a firm okay. believer. I am a firm believer. If you, because you know, there's people like, oh, we got this bottle of wine. We'll open it when our son turns 18. Well, he's 18. Let's open it when he's 21. Right. We'll do it when he gets mad. We'll do it when he has a You will fucking die. That's right. Before yeah. you open that wine, you know? And the truth is, if I'm laying in my deathbed and there's any wine left in my cellar, I want every cork pulled. I want to yeah. take every goddamn bottle that exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It makes perfect to sense. Open so. those special bottles. But no, in my defense, though, no, it's your previous label and you don't make it any longer. And I just mm -hmm. like to have the bottles. It's a very just, cool label. Yeah. I just, you know. it's just sentimental. It's fun because but, I will give a. So. We had the hotel. We had a hotel up yes. in uh, Humboldt County. Right. A 15, beautiful hotel. A motel. It was, it was a, motel. a roadside motel. It was called the Weed Inn. Yes. No, that's no, a no, weed. That's, that's a weed a, on that's the, on the No, but it, it, was a, it was a beautiful. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with it. It was, it was a, a roadside motel. I had amazing team, 18 employees, amazing gym. So Joey would focus on the winery and I would focus on the hotel. And so... That hotel has since sold so mm -hmm. that we can just focus on this. And now I'm all in with the wine as well. And the reason I say this is because everything you see in front of you is Joey's work. The bottles, the label, um, the wine. You just did a blending with Jerome two weeks ago for the 2021 vintage. No. 20, see, nope. I don't even know what fucking year we're releasing. Um, we're in 23, so you're probably you, at 2020 or 2021 is my guess. Yeah, we're bottling 2020. So everything oh, you see from the corks no, on down is say, all of Joey's work. So it's yeah. really nice. So for those of you listening, 
Uh, we've just moved from the Chardonnay. There are a lot of people listening, okay? Well, yes, for everybody. For those of okay. you listening. Oh, everybody, for those of people not listening. And for those of you who just have us on in the background. Yes. Uh, Now's the time to stop the listen. We've, we've now just moved from the Chardonnay to this beautiful Cabernet. I mean, well, I this is actually this yet. is actually what we call red wine. Okay. okay. And so, so tell us about no, this one. No wine, fanciful please. name. So I, I, to tell you about this one, I have to back up and talk about Cabernet a little bit. So we started the project with the intent to make Napa Valley Cabernet, which everyone is making in Napa Valley. So um, coming from a cooking background, I think a dish with one ingredient is kind of boring, but a few ingredients become interesting. Sure. And so we um, are allowed uh, 25%, uh, 15% to 25%, depending on um, what you're going to put on that label, right. of other varietals blended in. And so we're sticking with tradition. So they are Bordeaux varietals. Okay. But I am a fan of blending uh, these red wines. And so uh, we started um, uh, contracting for Merlot, and we had some Malbec for a while, and uh, Cabernet Franc, and Petit Verdot, and playing around with all these other uh, varietals to uh, create a nice blend for the Cabernet, and still calling it Cabernet. So we have all this other stuff in barrels, so we started another wine project, or project, another wine bottle label. Right. Uh, and uh, could not come up with a fanciful name, so we're just going to call it red wine. And so some years it's Merlot dominant, some years Cabernet, some years uh, Malbec, Franc, some years right. Cab Franc. Um, it's usually Merlot dominant. This is Merlot dominant, but it has a little bit of uh, Cabernet blended into it. Okay. So it's kind of like the flip of what the, we're doing with the Cabernet. Mm, when we, we were it's Merlot way. Cab, mm-hmm. Merlot and Cab. We the, love this is fifty. No, it's uh, it's like ninety-seven, uh, ninety-three-seven. 93% ah, Merlot, right. 7% Cabernet. I love that oh, also. This is my I new think that's wine. fantastic. And I will say really, that when, when we were in more restaurants, um, this was by far the wine buyer slash sommelier's favorite because of the fact that Joey really is focused on a balanced wine that will be a fine companion at the table. The sommeliers slash wine buyers saw this as the perfect suggestion for their guests who were all over the board and what they had on the table, um, what their guests were eating. Um, and wow. what was the ultimate compliment they the would give The ultimate compliment I had was at a sommelier tasting and somebody said, I would have a second glass of this. So it's not that big, mm. overblown, no. exhaust your palate type thing. Right. Exactly. Um, so and that's exactly. focused, focused, that's, Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we're focused on elegance over power. Right. Um, just having that fine companion at the table, how is it going to uh, pair with food? And Napa has that reputation mm. uh, to have overly extracted, super fruit forward, jammy wines. And, so now you they're can, doing, and now they're doing 200% new French oak. Which is crazy. Yeah, so you so know. they think Americans want that. I mean, that's... So well, or does the taster in a magazine who is going to take one three-ounce pour, swirl it, Take it in its mouth, spit it out, and give it a score. Is that what that person wants? Seconds. And who will never drink that whole bottle? Right. Joey has a great, I'm going to tell, I know you, you tell the story. I, I would love to hear more I'm going to give the guy version. You usually give the chick version, so it's going to be a little shorter. No, but please, um, please, you know, kind of go through the process of ratings. What's, well, no, um, real quick on that rating, and I'll let you speak to ratings, but what Joey likes to say is the Pepsi challenge. Mm-hmm. We all knew about the Pepsi challenge. Right. Um, 
it, they got little tiny glasses. Right. Joey, Joey is helping me say this. They all got really tiny samples and just shot them, and everybody chose Pepsi. But at the end of the day, what did everybody want? Coke. They wanted Coke right. because they could drink the whole can. So you uh, finished that thought. Yeah, no, you know, so um, the, there's that sweetness uh, on the palate in a, a small dose, and that's like your, your dopamine's going off, right? And so that's just what you like. Ooh, that's, this tastes better at that moment in time. But right. it, do you really, as an adult, kids, different story, but as an adult, you want to, I don't even drink pop. Me neither. But uh, if I'm going to drink a can of one or the other, I would drink a can of Coca-Cola. It's turned right. out the more research they did, they wanted the Coca. And that's the same idea that we, that we go into when we're talking about scores, is mm-hmm. we're making our wine for a full mill, uh, maybe right. even a second bottle. <laughs> so uh, not just one pop and one off. So talking about, no, no, talking about uh, making the wine, sorry. No, that's great. Uh, right. Talking here. about making the wine, though. Um, Welcome so to there's my something world. called <laughs> something called hang time. So uh, your pick date, when are you going to pick this fruit? The longer the fruit sits on the vine, the more sugar it's going to accumulate until right. a certain point. And then it starts to shrivel and the sugar becomes more concentrated. Right. But if you have Merlot, Cabernet, Syrahs, and Vanilla, whatever, and you just let them all hang as long as you can, they're all going to taste like jam. You, they're they're going to mm-hmm. lose the varietal hallmark. So the varietal hallmark of Cabernet is Cassis. Right. The hallmark of uh, Pinot Noir is going to be raspberry, strawberry, cherry. Uh, right. Going to white wine, Sauvignon Blanc is gooseberry. Right. right? So th- this is the, the marker that says, okay, that's what that wine is. If you have longer hang time, you get concentrated fruit. Mm-hmm. but you're going to lose the hallmark. So you're going to get a, a nice jammy wine that tastes jammy and maybe fun, but um, it's it's going to lose its elegance at that point. Right. The element of what makes the grape the grape, the varietal. Of what you're the looking term, for. The term we use in wine world is varietal expressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. And, yeah. you know, when you drink something, and that's, by the way, that's one of the reasons why with Cabernet, I am a big fan of 100% cabs. It's sort of over the he past loves, five, six, seven years, I collect he Bordeaux. Loves cabs. 100% and I cabs. like blends, but when I want to drink Cabernet, I really want that varietal expression in the glass. You know, I don't want to have to guess or have it be muddied with other things. And the beautiful thing about this wine right here, I mean, this is a Merlot. As far as I'm concerned, when I put my nose in the glass, blue fruit came straight out of it. Like it was. Well, we love Merlot too. I'm, I, I love so do Merlot. I. And, really and, do. And I, do. And, I tell you, and I love pop. And I'll tell you something about pop. <laughs> well, we're going to make a Merlot you pop about for pop. you, babe. Okay, well, because that's a, a I drink Mocho. pop as right. a kid. That's a Cali Mocho. And I, and I want to tell you, they couldn't fool me. That whole challenge there, I always chose Coca-Cola. Ah, very good. And then later in college, I chose Coke. <laughs> this wine is gorgeous. <laughs> it's just yes. college thing. If that someone would ask me to, to describe this wine, first of all, the flavor profile is fantastic. It's got blueberry pie filling in there. And it has uh, it has really beautiful blue fruit, but it's not heavy dark. The tannin structure is gorgeous. They're tiny, but present and sweet. Mm-hmm. So there's it's got really great acid in it. Super well structured, insanely well balanced. So if you come to lunch next week at our house, and we serve uh, a lunch with all these wines with this course, we will. Um, I make my grandmother's Malfati. And my you can make Malfati? I can. You know Malfati? Uh, the spherical noodle? Are you yeah. joking? Yeah. I love Malfati. So I can make that. And then uh, I, I told make, you I cook. 
I make Joey's mom's uh, tomato sauce to go over the top oh. of it. So we blend the two together and then we serve the red wine with that. And it's been amazing combination. Now I will say though, coming up very quickly is um, what foolish person would ever buy a uh, puff pastry, Joey? <laughs> Joey makes his own I, puff pastry. I, I don't know why anyone so would buy makes, puff pastry. It's so easy amazing, to make. Right. It's so easy to make. He yeah. makes an amazing uh, make tomato amazing. tart that really? we will transition in with this as well. So, so, it, so by the time you get in the car, drive to the grocery store, buy the puff pastry, and come back, I could have made the puff pastry. And of I, course, yeah, it's or, really a simple. Yeah. Or, or you could have cleaned the kitchen and fucking watered <laughs> the plants, but that's all another okay, story. Okay, so quickly, may we just may we talk about Merlot and yeah. and why mm -hmm. why did you choose to to have this be Merlot dominant? Ninety three and seven. With, with is it that not right? being Merlot has kind of gone through. It's a little bit of the redheaded stepchild still, mm -hmm. and that's only since still. sideways. It got beat up but because it's still of sideways like that way. And it people seems. like so I know it's about a shame. Merlot, Merlot is about uh, red fruit. It's about roundness. It's about body. Um, it's just easy drinking in a way, and that's a kind of a horrible way to describe it. But um, so we have that. We have the red fruit. We have that body. But then we bring in a little bit of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon to bring in some black fruit, some uh, tannic structure, some heft, uh, just to right. uh, support it. Um, and that's kind of the reason why with the Cabernet, we flip it, and the Cabernet comes in with its black fruit. It's cassis, super it's, backbone, yeah, backbone. And then the heavy the Merlot comes in with its roundness, its body. And I, I, so I use these uh, musical, uh, uh, what are idioms? What do they call it? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it comes in with the high notes of, uh, red cherry. Right. Um, mm. so, uh, just uh, now that I'm brought up music, um, John Coltrane. Oh, sure. So, Good one. you know, the sound of music. The sound, the uh, from the sound of music. The song right. from the sound of music is uh, my, my favorite, favorite thing. So John uh, yeah. Coltrane did that. It was I his have most, out, of course, his most requested song. Right, and it is haunting, beautiful, crazy. Right, and but the other part of that song that we appreciate is that we know the original tune. We know Julie Andrews singing the sound of music. So we have we have it on two levels as people that know the other. Um, the, the, these are a few of my favorite these, things. These are a few right. of my favorite things. So. I, I don't forget your voice lesson on Saturday. Thank you. <laughs> that comes after magic. He's going to actually create. Uh -huh. He's going to create a good singing voice. Uh -huh. Poof. No, I have voice lessons. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you really, guys. Of course. What are you joking? So I'm sure, no, my right voice is the Joey. fucking accordion. It's when great for you. When does he take pilot lessons? Yeah, I'm already that, pilot. He's already a pilot. Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck me. Jeez, oh, yeah. I became a pilot in 1999. That's another a thing I want to do. That's another thing and I want to do. And he plays Rachmaninoff on the piano. I will have you know. I, I don't remember. It goes I, on I do, and but on I and yeah. On yeah. And on. Um, but no, so, so you it, need to know Julie Andrews singing right. it to appreciate to, the genre. Well, not to appreciate it, but to like appreciate it on a, another level. Mm -hmm. Like we just, because we know that song, like maybe people in, I don't know, future generations or whatever won't, but we're working with the Bordeaux varietals. And so Napa makes, uh, Cabernet and Bordeaux varietals in a Mediterranean sunshine Napa style, whatever. Sure. And when we got involved in this project, I started to think I need to understand Bordeaux better. So I started to study Bordeaux and maybe some other regions around the world because Bordeaux, let's call Bordeaux Julie Andrews. Mm -hmm. But right. super cool, Napa is John Coltrane. He's the variation on the theme. Yeah, I yes. get it. <laughs> I get where you're going with nice. that. Yes. And you know, I my favorite things was, I'm a drummer. I've been playing since I'm six and a half. And my favorite things was uh, 
I think I got that album when I was in seventh grade. I love that song. Uh, and the whole album is fantastic, but the way he opens that song, it really gets you. You 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 you're like waiting at the edge of your seat mm -hmm. for it to get to the the melody that you remember as a kid. To get mm -hmm. to the mid palate. You know? And this wine, <laughs> the mid -palette. Yes. that's good. That's good. Kind of has that in it's sort of anticipatory flavor. And a long, to it long there. finish. And you know yeah. that speaks yes. to what you were talking about earlier with all this for lack of a better term, knowledge. Some of it's transitory, some of it. <laughs> but, you know, it, with Joey playing music, it, it, it fits perfectly into this conversation about the wine and uh, to watch. I, you know, it's fun for me. I give him a hard time a lot. Uh, and it is fun for me to watch him get excited about it through the music. And we'll listen to John Coltrane while he's cooking and while we're getting ready, you know, to whether it's just getting ready for the evening or getting ready to have people over. And it's really nice. It's really amazing. So where can everyone find you? Oh, okay, firstly, where can mm -hmm. they buy Gentleman Farmer Wines? GentlemanFarmerWines.com. Gentleman, singular, wa uh, farmer winesplural.com. I have to say, you people listen to this show every week. This is some of the finest small production wine I have, I think I might have ever had. So Thank you. Thank, th thank this you. has my stamp of approval and a serious recommendation. Go to gentlemanfarmerwines.com. And uh, the Chardonnay was like liquid I, sunshine. I didn't want to stop. I mean, I don't I, need, yeah, you I took know. it away from me. And you anyway, know, order sorry. it on, order it on the website, but I will tell you just as we tell everyone else, we would love to share it with you over a meal as well. That's really how we like to enjoy this wine. So, it's a good well, thing. beautiful. And your Instagrams? At Gentleman Farmer Wines. Okay, excellent. Well, Jeff Durham do you want Jeff's Instagram? Yes, yeah, of course. No, no, no. She, yeah, she, well, she, she Durham. Saying, <laughs> Jeff Durham. Jeff Breath. Yeah. Okay. She was just saying thank you. All right. Jeff, okay. Thank saying, you. Not that you saying, gave out my personal. Thank you, Jeff. But no, Jeff, what is your Instagram? It's at Jeff Brett with one T. Okay. I you, get to swear on that site. Joey won't let something? me swear. I feel Gentleman like Farmer we wants. haven't really scratched the surface with you guys. And I think we're going to need to do a follow-up episode with that the two of you. That would be amazing. Let's Maybe do that. when we come no, up we in July, we can record. We can find a recording studio yes. up in Napa. Let's I think that. so. I and just, also do a tour of the bungalow, do a yes, tour of the Victorian. Yes. Um, it'll be great. Oh, yes. And if you go into at gentler, if you go into gentlefarmerwines.com. Subscribe to my field notes. There is nothing salesy about it. It is no, just what's going on as a recipe. And I interview Great. burlesque performers, mm -hmm. drag queens, mm -hmm. baseball players, uh, comedians. Comedians. And comedians. Excellent. You guys are <laughs> Thank so, you so amazing. Thank you so much for being Thank on. You. Love you both. Love you. And we're going to go have dinner now. Right, we we got to do oh. a couple of tags here before we go. Okay. Uh, remember, everybody, that uh, if you're in Los Angeles... June 4th at the Improv for Bottle Shock. June 7th for Big Apple Comedy at Genghis Cohn. You can follow Sarah at... Sarah J. Halstead on Twitter and Facebook and Sarah Halstead on Instagram. And you can follow me, Rich Chastler. All my socials are the same. It's at Rich Chastler. And we want to give a shout out to... Pretty Easy Podcast. Pretty Easy Podcast. Gentlemen Farmer Wines. Gentlemen Farmer Wines. And... Uh, to where you donated the rosé to also. Let's give them another shout out oh, before we uh, go. Beth Hitchcock. Beth Hitchcock, absolutely. Okay. I think okay, it's Hashtag Hitchcock on Twitter. We gotta go, gang. We'll Thank see you guys so next time. Love you, next you mean time. it.